tax filing updates, key interest rate cuts, small business wage subsidies, measures to shore up Canadian businesses as their cash flow depletes. These are just some of the topics that we're going to be covering in today's podcast as the situation with the global COVID-19 pandemic continues to unfold. This podcast is brought to you by Dentons, the world's largest law firm with a global team that builds agile, tailored solutions to meet the local, national, and global needs of private and public clients of any size in 183 locations serving 75 countries. Before we begin this podcast, please note that anything discussed or said on this podcast does not constitute legal advice. Welcome everyone to the Tax Insights Podcast by Dentons. I'm your host, Chris Young, and today I'm joined by Keith Hennel, lead partner for the Dentons Tax Group in Edmonton, and Gergay Hegedush, senior tax associate lawyer in the Edmonton office as well. Thank you both for taking the time to come and join me on this podcast. Thank you, Chris. Certainly some very interesting times right now, especially with the responses we're seeing from the government uh, to combat the economic difficulties that we know individuals and businesses are facing. Gergay, I want to start with you. Can you provide a quick highlight on the key filing updates from the CRA? Yeah, definitely. There's been a lot of adjustments to help people increase their cash flow and also to uh, increase ability to social distance by providing extended filing dates. And that includes the extension of filing personal income tax returns, Uh, The deadline's been extended from April 30th to June 1st, 2020, uh, and also the deadline to pay the amounts owing for personal taxes has been extended from April 30th, 2020 to September 1st, 2020. So there's no penalties and interest if you don't uh, pay your remittances up until then. Um, However, you should note that if you're able to to file and you think that uh, you're entitled to a refund or you're entitled to Canada Child Benefits or GST and HST credits, then you should file on time so to make sure that you receive those refunds or credits on time. So, Gergay, on that note, I know some people have um, said they're, you know, are the mechanisms are set in place now for that, uh, these deferral filings. Like, people don't need to worry about that. Like, the government has made it, you know, clear that these are, these have been extended. That's right. You won't be prejudiced if you don't file uh, the previous filing deadline of April 30th. You now have until September 1st, 1st, 2020 as an individual to file your tax return. Okay, Gergay, what about businesses when it comes to tax filings? For businesses, um, the income tax amounts due after March 18th, 2020 and before September 2020 are now extended until September 1st, 2020. Um, So corporations have a bit more to pay the amounts owing. But People should note that there's no extension for filing corporate returns. They're still due uh, under the previous dates. Uh, Gergay, what about uh, individuals who are self-employed and uh, sole proprietors? So for people who are self-employed or who have a spouse or common law that is self-employed, the deadline for those individuals is extended till September 1st, 2020. And the previous date was June 15th, 2020. So they have a bit more to file their, their returns. Okay, and Gergi, for professionals and businesses that deal with collections and audits, have those changed uh, from CRA? Yes, they have. So collections on new debts have been suspended until further notice and flexible payment arrangements can be made. So taxpayers who can't 
pay on time, um, they can make a t request for taxpayer relief, uh, and the CRA has the ability to waive penalties and interest, but, and they can do this by making a taxpayer relief request. And also in terms of audits, the CRA will not contact any smaller, medium-sized business to initiate uh, any new audits for the next four weeks, and it could be expected that that, that timeline might also expand to longer. Uh, audit interactions have been temporarily suspended for most people, so interactions will be limited to cases where the deadline to assess tax is approaching. So the CRA might have to assess tax without the advantage of a full audit if a deadline is coming up, which means that might provide opportunities for taxpayers to challenge assessments because they might be based on limited information. Uh, and lastly, in terms of objections and appeals, um, objections related to entitlements for benefits and, and credits have been identified as crucial services. So the CRA will continue to process those. However, all other matters are being held in abeyance. So if a taxpayer currently has an objection with the CRA, um, they can expect to not receive any any further information until the, the, the crisis is resolved. Gergi, on that note, would you say it's still very important for businesses? Like they can't just assume CRA is going to think everyone's having difficulty paying. So it's, it's, is it important for businesses to still, if they're having difficulties paying, uh, notify the collections department of that? Yeah, they should make efforts to make payment plans if they can't uh, keep up with their remittances uh, and, and in, order, in order to make sure that they don't fall behind. Now, Keith, today, Prime Minister Trudeau announced that there were a series of new measures to help businesses and individuals cope for the economic difficulties. Can you quickly run through some of those highlights, first starting with the wage subsidies? Sure. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, it um, didn't take long for the government to realize, it appears, that uh, their initial measures maybe didn't go far enough to help support small, medium-sized business businesses. So uh, today, they, the government announced the increase of the wage subsidy from 10% to 75%. So the government will now cover up to 75% of wages for qualifying employers, um, helping these small, medium-sized businesses keep workers on the payroll. That increase from 10% to 75% will be backdated to March 15th. The previous limit was 10% of the wages up to $1,375 per employee, capped at $25,000 per employer. So we're not, it's not clear yet um, in terms of how those caps might be changed with the government now um, kicking in 75% of, of wages for qualifying employers. So Keith, I know the details are still streaming in on what that means for the 70%, but can you comment about how the government or how businesses could either apply for this or what is the mechanism that tracks these wage subsidies for the businesses? Well, you should um, definitely check online for some of those details. Um, generally speaking, it's with the remittance. Employee, the employee remittances will be would be uh, reduced by the amount of the subsidy. Um, so that's how the employer would uh, keep that back to use in its cash flow. Okay, uh, next update was on new Canada Emergency Business Account. Yeah, so they announced what they call the Canada Emergency Business Account today, which um, apparently banks will now be offering $40,000 loans uh, guaranteed by the government uh, to qualifying small and medium-sized businesses. These, these loans will be interest-free for the first year, and with up to $10,000 of that $40,000 being uh, forgiven if um, certain qualifications are, are met. And again, we don't know any of the details of what who's going to qualify for these 
um, these loans and and what the forgiven how you will get um, be able to have that ten thousand dollars forgiven. Has there been a precedent set? in prior call economic difficulties and financial crises as we've seen in regards to like a emergency business account? Well, not something that's particularly like this, but th- there have been other interest-free loans the government has provided, typically in the agricultural sector. Um, you've seen those pop up every now and then, but this is a very widespread program. I would imagine it's going to touch on a lot of small and, and medium-sized businesses. Right. Um, and a big one that I've been getting a lot of questions about is uh, GST and HST payments. Yeah, so initially, it wasn't part of the deferral program um, with the income taxes and whatnot that was previously announced. So they decided today that um, they would defer GST and HST payments, um, as well as duties and taxes owed on imports until June. The government has indicated that this is equivalent to giving $30 billion in interest-free loans to uh, businesses. Businesses can hang on to that GST or other taxes uh, related to that um, that they would otherwise remit in that period of time and use it, I guess, in their cash flow and operations um, until until June when it'll be due. So it'll add some additional liquidity and working capital. But the CRA hasn't indicated yet that it will delay any filing requirements for GST, HST, or duties. Well, that's an interesting point, Gergay. But that might be coming in the near future. So we've got to stay tuned for that. Yeah. And to be clear, I guess, to the audience listening, this is a deferral, right? This isn't just like you're still going to have to owe this at the end of the day, but it's just to help businesses shore up their cash flow a little bit in the interim. Absolutely correct. Yeah. And and these are amounts that uh, the, the, the CRA has deemed trust over. So uh, you can come, you can expect that if people don't pay, the CRA will use their various mechanisms to, to, come, to come collect on those amounts. Okay, now with the constantly changing economic landscape and these measures are coming in, we talked about just the quick updates that continue to stream through. But Keith, you know, taxpayers should still be very mindful when it comes to tax planning, even in these difficult times. I know Bank of Canada just uh, announced rate cuts down to 0.25% today. What should taxpayers be mindful of when it when it does come to tax planning uh, in these difficult times? Well, one thing that pops up with the prescribed rate being reduced to such a low level is um, um, the prescribed rate is something the CRA uses to uh, set different um interest rates uh, under the Income Tax Act, and Gurya can speak a little bit more in a moment on on some of those things um, in terms of interest that you pay the CRA and that they pay you. But one of the items is the prescribed rate lending. So family members may have loans between each other or family trust, and they use the prescribed rate um, to do certain tax planning and also can be used for income splitting purposes. So any taxpayers out there that have entered into these planning arrangements with the prescribed rate is definitely something to be mindful of when the rates get so low to revisit your current arrangement or maybe look at entering into arrangements if you can for you know, income splitting purposes or, or you know to get around some tax on split income. Definitely some opportunities there when, when the prescribed rate gets to such a low level. Yeah, the CRA is able to set uh, different rates for different kinds of debts. For example, if you're if you're owing overdue taxes or CPP contributions or employment insurance premiums, the tax rate on that is 6%. And uh, I think what Keith is referring to is the prescribed rate for loans is currently 2%. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. And that's expected to be lowered in the ne- in the coming months, I believe. Uh, thank you, Keith and Gergi, for taking the time out of, I know, 
what has been hectic two weeks at least to get these important insights out to our audience. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of Keith or Gergay, their contact information will be below. Don't hesitate to reach out to them if you guys have further questions or would like more details on these items. I do want to thank everyone listening for joining in on this podcast. We are going to have a lot more episodes to come as the situation unfolds to Canada. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dentons podcast and follow it on SoundCloud so you get notified of the new episodes as they are released. 